0: The Wilderness, a Metaphor of Our Lives? By Francis K. L. O. O. In the book Time and the Soul by Jacob Needleman, I read about a passage under the title of From Fiction to Reality. That goes like this There is a life I wish to live. It is not a life with different events or different people than make up the life I am now living. It is not a life where things have come out differently, with fewer defeats or greater triumphs. It is not a life with fewer mistakes. No. It is this life, my actual life. It is this life that I wish to live, the same life I am living, but with one great difference, a difference in the experience of time. The fact is that I am not now living my life, it is living me. I am not as used to be said, conducting my affairs, they are conducting me, driving me. And with ever-increasing acceleration and tempo. Then, I am puzzled. I wonder who has the power over my life. Could it be my own self, i.e. ego? Could it be the evil force, i.e. the devil? Or Jesus Christ in our Father God? If you had the option would you ever wish to have the opportunity to relive your life once again while lying on the deathbed? As for me, I might wish to live my life again with one regret that I had not been reborn many decades earlier than the year of 1993 otherwise, I would have lived my life with no regret whatsoever in the faith of Jesus Christ. What kind of life people had experienced in the past and what have we, believers of Jesus or non-believers, experienced now in this world? Do we see any difference in there? Do we lead a more holy life than those before us? No. I have not seen any improvement not the least is seen in humanity. Invisible thoughts can be all the more dangerous reflecting in the worst possible ways of human behavior. The news from the TV each day shocks you with unexpected surprises that we would never dream of in the past the extreme cruelty, hatred among peoples, murders, terrorism, rapes, negligence in child care, reckless driving road rages and so on and so forth. I remember in my school days one of my favorite stories I have read is, A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens who narrated the plight in the year of 1775 in England and France beginning like this. The Period It was the best of times, it was the worst of times, it was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness, it was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredibility, it was the season of light, it was the season of darkness, it was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair, we had everything before us, we had nothing before us, we were all going direct to heaven, we were all going direct the other way in short, the period was so far like the present period, that some of its noisiest authorities insisted on its being received, for good or for evil, in the superlative degree of comparison only. Charles Dickens I apologize to Charles Dickens for my borrowing his narration. And by changing the tense of the verbs in the text, the above passage would be fitting in describing the situation that we are in today over two thousand years after the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. If people are, I believe most of them are, Being kept abreast of events occurring around the world or in our country, in our neighborhood or at home, among friends and relatives, in churches, workplaces, and so on, what better picture can be painted for us in this world we are in now? We are in fact in the same boat heading for the same fate the doomed day all peoples must face the last judgment of the true God. Then, in this hopeless world, where can we see light? Is there light at the end of the tunnel? In the book of Revelation, 3, 14 21, NIV, God's grace is seen in His promises. To the angel of the church in Laodicea write. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm neither hot nor cold I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched pitiful, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so you can become rich, and white clothes to wear, so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and self to put on your eyes, so you can see. Those whom I love I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Jesus Christ says that he is knocking at the door of our hearts. Only if we open the door for him, he will eat with us. Then he also promises to give us the right to sit with him. This is salvation on the whole humanity he has completed on the cross at Golgotha. Therefore, I am convinced and I believe firmly that Satan, evil, is not in control nor the egoistic self, sin, but God. The Family Worship Bible on page 48 says, on the last page of human history, the Lamb will be standing, not some king or political leader. John's vision on righteousness will prevail. Now, I recall again the story of a tale of two cities in the last scene when Sidney Carton stepped onto the guillotine, which was waiting for his turn, uttering softly: It is a far, far better thing that I do than I have ever done, it is a far far better rest that I go to than I have ever known. One day, lying on my own deathbed, I wish I could honestly say in prayer to God like this. Thank you, Father, I've run my race in this world, I have no regrets to have lived my life exactly as it has been. It is a far, far better place that I go to than I have ever known. Let us pray- Heavenly Father, we won't know what will happen to us tomorrow, but we know for sure that you are in control you want us to be your children and eat with us. Yes, Lord, please forgive us all our sins and bless us with your loving kindness. Allow us to walk with you in your way till we meet again in heaven. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Klu.